Welcome to another episode of the Marriage Mentor Podcast with Eric and Jolene Engel, where Eric and Jolene answer marriage questions for believers, looking at the root of the problem instead of the symptom, always while applying God's wisdom and word for a Christ-centered marriage. Okay, this is Eric Engel with my wonderful, talented wife, Jolene, for another episode of the Marriage Mentor Podcast. And we're, we're starting off with uh, actually episode two or the second part to our, our last podcast where we talked about Claire. Claire called in and uh, she's been uh, on her own for the last 48 years. Mm-hmm. Okay. And she's been in charge, which right. is fine. If right. she's not married, that's what she should be doing. Right. Okay. But now... She says the husband, or there is a husband in the picture. Uh-huh. And how does she go about uh, letting him lead and and just that whole transition? Because she's a strong-willed woman. She says that this is right up her alley, this subject. So if you missed the last episode, go back and hear the first two points. We're going to move on to point three right now uh, as to what Claire can do and how can she... Uh, make that transition into letting her husband lead when she's been uh, in charge and used to being in charge all this time. She had responded to an earlier podcast on should a wife follow a husband who's not spiritually leading the home, okay? Okay. And so... But is that really her case or or is she... Well, every woman struggles with that. That's another another podcast. But, you know, my challenge to all the wives out there that are saying, yeah, that's my problem too, is, well, how would you feel if some husband wrote in and said, you know, should a husband lead a wife who is not willing to follow him? Okay. Ouch. It's the same exact premise. We all have the, it's kind of like the plank eye syndrome. Right. You know, we, we look at, gosh, you're, you're kind of crummy at the role that God gave you. Do I really have to, like, submit myself to this? And vice versa is, you know, those husbands that are like, hey, I'm trying to be this good guy. I'm trying to follow the Lord, but my wife won't follow me. Well, it's so easy <clears throat> to look at your spouse and point out how he or she is right. not uh, making the mark or hitting the mark. And, and they're the problem. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm fantastic. It's you. Right. 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 So we'll, we'll move on in today's, it's uh, part two, five ways to follow your husband when you're a strong-willed wife. Um, let me recap point number one, uh, yield to God's word, okay? okay. So you're, you're submitting to God's word when, when it says that uh, submit to your own husbands, and there's a clause in there, as is fitting to the Lord. It's not submit to his sin and, you know, run about with his destructive ways, you know, your husband's destructive ways. So there, God always protects the wife. You're, you're not alone in the situation. You're not, God doesn't expect us as wives to just kind of like, you know, follow aimlessly. Right. Well, sometimes, sometimes you have to follow his stupidity, but we've talked about that. Not God's, and, husbands. Right, right. <laughs> I mean, if I do something stupid, but it's not sinful. Right, right. Okay? So, so number one is really you're yielding to God's word. Right. Okay. Um, because oftentimes as wives, our, our vision gets blurred. We're not looking straight at, at Jesus. We're looking at our husband, then Jesus. And it's like, flip that. If you can learn to flip it, put Jesus first. Okay, number two is know the difference between your personality and your sin tendency. That I covered a lot of that in part one. Number three is the independent woman syndrome. I hear this a lot. And, and 
the independent woman syndrome? They don't. I call it the syndrome because whether they're married or usually I hear it when they're married. Like Claire, she said, I was an independent woman. How do you come out from that? That's really interesting because... <clears throat> You'd never hear a husband say uh, that. I don't say, I'm an independent man. <laughs> right. I am a, I am an independent man. I right. depend on you for right. everything. Right, right. So, but so, it's okay, a stigma. So, but why is, why is that such a big deal for a woman and not for a man? And I know you're going to address this because... Uh, there's all this stuff about, oh, she was the first woman that did this or the first woman that did that. or It's just like, well, I'm the first man that did this. or You know, I don't go around thinking, hey, uh, I'm the first man. Well, uh, I hear everything you're saying. And unfortunately, years ago, there were some bad husbands and bad men out there. And well, there still are today. There still are. You think it's and, just and, from years ago? Well... But what happened is the women felt oppressed. Okay. So then they needed to assert themselves. Okay. Okay. Have there ever been any men who have been oppressed <coughs> by their wife? Oh, I'm sure. But you don't hear about it. Why not? You know, because they probably don't feel manly if they say my, my wife punched me in the eye okay. and gave me a black eye. I'll tell you why. Because the Bible says is that she is a weaker vessel. Okay. It doesn't mean that she is a weaker person. Right. Okay. But God made men and women different. Okay. And the sooner that society understands that, uh, the better they'll be able to have relationships with each other. Yeah. But instead, men are saying, oh, I need to act like a woman. And the women are saying, I need to act like a man. No wonder the whole thing's screwed up. Right. Well, and, and again, I go back to Satan and his target for women. You know, it, we're, we're a huge target for him. And there's something interesting about us where we feel like we need to prove ourselves. And it's just like, you know, I just got to the place years ago. I'm like, I don't have to prove myself to anyone for no, for no reason. I mean, it's just like, right. there's nothing I need to do to impress anyone or make them like me. I don't, there, no, I'm good. Jesus and I, we, we're BFFs. You know, because who do you stand before? Right, right. So, you know, it's just an insecurity and it's a pride thing. And I think the other issue is the lack of purpose. You know, there's a huge lack of purpose um, that some women could have in this world because, you know, we, we hear the culture say, let's empower women. And it's just like, well, let's define that. So am I not empowered because I'm a wife and a mom and I homeschooled my kids and took care of my home? Okay, most women would say, oh, you wasted your life. Well, and what's, what's really interesting <clears throat> is from my perspective, you had the more important job. I believe that shaping lives and relationships is way more important than just bringing home a paycheck. Right, right. Well, and I appreciate that. But a lot of people don't, a lot of people in the world don't embrace that. And a lot of and Christians why, won't. And that's why they have crummy relationships. Right, right. Well, that's why we have this podcast is to help them, to help them that, you know what, your worth is in Christ, first and foremost. It's not in what you do. And so women need to hear that message that it's okay that you want to be your husband's wife and your kid's mom and you want to tend to the home. And if you have that time and energy and you could be kind and you could go out and get a job, great. But your first ministry is your marriage. You know, and then your kids come along. So wait a minute, wait a minute. Men and women 
I want you to hear that again. Your first ministry is your marriage. Right. Because how many times <laughs> are people all caught up in everything else, their job and the church and hobbies and, and this and that, and they think that the other person is here for them rather than the other person in their marriage is their first ministry. Okay, so, uh, you know, for husbands and wife who, wives who look at that and take on, change their attitude towards that and look at that as their, as their first ministry, that right there could turn around their entire relationship. Oh, sure, sure. I mean, that, that would definitely do it. But let me, I'm going to pull you back here. Let's, <laughs> point three, be God-reliant, not self-reliant. Because again, there's this big push to be a self-reliant, independent woman that is just like, where's that at in the Bible? Where, where does it say be self-reliant? I didn't find it. Where does it say it for either man or woman? Well, I understand, but this is a strong-willed wife. I, I okay, so I got to challenge her a little bit because I'm going to challenge her with the truth because truth trumps everything. Okay, everything. I don't, I don't care how much money you have. I don't care how great your personality is. I don't care what accolades you have. Truth trumps everything. Okay, and, and, and here's what the Bible says. Hold so, on, hold on. I want to add to that. It trumps uh, what you do for work. It trumps if you should work. It trumps how much you think you need to earn in the family. It trumps all of that because we hear all these arguments. Right. Uh, that, well, I need to take on this role because we have these obligations. Or he needs to take on this role because of this. No, God has set the roles. He has set the roles. And so. and I want to encourage wives to walk in them because that's where a lot of freedom is. You know, I don't have the pressure to perform, you know, like I once did when I was in the workplace. I don't have that pressure. And you know what? I'm much kinder. <laughs> I am much kinder because I don't have that pressure. But anyways, back to point number three. Be God-reliant, not self-reliant. Psalm 118.8 says, It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. Okay, I looked at that being the proudful woman that I was very much of, I'm an independent woman. It's just like, yeah, you know what? I should be putting my confidence in what God says and who God is and not in self. Because a self-reliant wife will tear down her marriage within minutes because it's not a biblical premise. It's just not. You know, and if she could learn to be God-reliant, yeah, that requires an awful lot of getting in the Word. It requires an awful lot of submitting my emotions to the to what the Bible has to say. To say, you know what? <clears throat> I don't need to be this woman who proves herself. I just want to be a woman who could show others who God is. So point number four, shift your personality from being an independent woman to a trustworthy wife. The heart of her husband safely trusts in her, and he will lack, he will not lack anything good. Proverbs thirty-one eleven. Um, there is this thought that if I move forward as this strong-willed woman, I could pretty much just leave you in the dust. Okay. Well, right, because who needs a man except for a sperm? Right. You know, there, unless she's in love. If she's in love, okay, she'll follow. And then, about a year or two later, <clears throat> who needs this man except for his sperm? Right. So there is this, I had to learn that I am not codependent. 
Okay. Okay. So think of like this bar graph. You got codependent on one side and independent on the other. Both are wrong and both are not biblical. I'm not a codependent woman and I'm not an independent woman. If I wanted to be an independent woman, I would have just got kept my dog and not married you. Right. Okay. But I made a choice and the choice means I, you and I are interdependent. Okay. I depend on you. You depend on me. I mean, if I didn't depend on you, you could just come and go as you please and, and have no responsibilities and vice versa. But then the code, the codependent wife or the codependent husband, it's just like, grow up. Would you grow up? Because I can't keep carrying you along and you can't keep carrying me along. I mean, we, we have our kids. They're codependent until we could teach them how to stand on their own. Right? Okay, right. Right. So the shift, it's just a small shift of I'm no longer an independent woman. But some people think that that means you have no voice. And it's just like, what? Wh where is that at? Again, his name is Satan. Okay, Let so, me introduce you to him because you need to know who your enemy is. So we're, we're talking about Claire. Uh, she's been independent, which is fine when you're single. Right. But still, even, even then, even as a single person, if you're a believer... You're not independent. You're not. Okay? You're, it's the body of Christ. That's right. Not the arm. You, you have an obligation <laughs> to the Lord and to the other members of the body. Right. Right. You know, you brought up uh, the weaker vessel verse. And it was funny because I learned real early on, real early on in our marriage, that I am not this strong woman, again, defined strong because we don't fully understand it as women. We think it's, you know, I call the shots. No one's going to tell me what to do. Okay. Well, obviously, <laughs> if we look at, at at physicality, that's obvious. Anyone who says, you know, and and I won't go into this a lot, but, you know, in some jobs, women are saying, well, I can do whatever a man can do physically. It's just like there are, there are some women that might be able to. But overall, that's just a big fat joke. And why would you even try? Why would you even, you know, God's made men and women different. So what's the big deal about that? There, There is this high, high sense to prove, again, your worth. And it's just like, you know what? You don't need to. And let's go back to you as a gender. I think, you know, as we've talked briefly about it, you know, men today are kind of acting like women and women today are certainly acting like men. And it's just like, and are, are you happy about that? You know, because I wasn't, when I was acting like a man, I was not nice. Well, I, I was not kind. Life did not. I understand. <laughs> and, and when you talk about insecurity, if there's an insecurity there that you need to prove yourself, you need to go back to the Lord. Right. Because that's the same for men or women. Look, I got to prove myself. Yes, but I see more of that in today's culture with the feminist movement and so forth. Well, right, because God created men to go toil the field. Right. That was Adam's curse. And along with toiling the field comes getting kicked in the head a lot of the right. times and knocked down. And I think men are just suited to be knocked down and kicked in the head and they get up and they, you know, they're not as emotional Right. Okay. So there, someone that's not as emotional is able to get kicked in the head and get back up, and and it's not as well, big. Well, you're of a more deal suited for that role. Absolutely. And we're more suited to build the relationships. Right. Okay. 
I mean, I can't even imagine if I left building relationships in this home up to you. I just can't. I just can't. I can't. Oh, I, don't know. I don't know what to say about that. I mean, it's not that you don't have the tools. It's just that you're... It's not, it's not it's important. It's not you really your role. But it's not important. I mean, as far as my personality and a man goes, it's like... You know, we're not as concerned about, oh, what does he think about me? Or, no. you know, we're just, just but like, even hey. even my sons, I mean, they have different personalities. And I just can't see them being the cultivators of the relationship. And, and God didn't place them there. God placed the woman there. Right. But, you know, again, we lack some knowledge in that. And we've been listening to Satan tell us lies. We've listening. We've listened to the culture tell us how we should be as women. So this independent woman thing, although it's not wasn't necessarily bad you know to be able to stand on your own because you're single all this time you, you you do have to be able to to function but again as a believer you're you're never independent from the body of christ you know we all we all should be working and and we god's given us all spiritual gifts we should all be evangelizing we should all be serving the lord in some way and bringing him glory Okay, right. so when you talked about the weaker vessel, you know, First Peter three seven says, "Husbands likewise dwell with them, meaning the wife with understanding, giving honor to the wife as to the weaker vessel, as being heirs together of the grace of life, that your prayers may not be hindered." Okay, that weaker vessel verse was a verse that made me want to throw up in my mouth when I read it. <laughs> okay, and then I got married. It, well, no, then I started dating you, and I got to tell this story. There's actually three incident incidents like one right after another that I'm like, wow, the Lord's really showing me something here. So we're on like one of our first few early dates, hiking up some bushwhacking, really. There we wasn't were, even a trail that we I'm like, what kind, of hack, what kind of hiking trail is this? There, there was no trail, it's just a stream and you kind of make your way back yeah. across the it's stream. It's disastrous and... that I'm like, where, where's, where's he taking us? I've never seen anything like this. But hey, anyways. Dude, that's what we do. Right. So I'm following you and you, and there's a little stream there and you cross the stream and you're like, here, give me your hand. And me being the independent woman that I am, it's like, oh no, I got this. I don't need your help. Right. I remember that. You remember that. And so what happens? I fall in the little river. And so my boot and my pant leg is sopping wet, socks sopping wet. I'm covered in not just water, but just the muck as well. And afterwards, we had plans to meet my boss and his wife at their house. And I'm like, what am I going to do with my boot? You know, because <laughs> I didn't I didn't receive your help. OK, right. So that was Incident number one of note to self, let him help you. So note to the strong-willed woman, let your husband help you. Yes, I know you're very capable. Okay, but why do husbands want to help their wives? Well, well I, I don't know if I can speak for all of them, but I want to help you because, because God has placed you in my care. Okay. okay? And you are softer and gentler than I am. And I, I just, I got to protect you. I mean, that's that's something in us, okay? I mean, it's it should be something in every guy that he's a protector. Right. Okay? And so that that's a big part of it is that I want to protect you. I want to make sure that, uh, you know, because uh, like I said, just the difference between men and women. Uh, if it was just me, I could sleep in my truck and be fine. But I can't do that with a wife. Right. I, I wouldn't expect my wife to say, hey, let's sleep in the truck. You know, let's live. No. So when I pushed away your offer for help, I mean, I know I'm making you go back over yeah. two decades. How'd yeah. that make you feel? Well, 
I, I knew that you were a spirited woman. <laughs> Feisty. <laughs> and, uh, you know, at that point, I don't, I don't know if I was... I mean, I'm doing what a man's supposed to do. Right. You know, I mean, open the door. I mean, help help someone. But I'm help. like turning you down. I mean, I didn't turn you down with the opening no, of the door. You you weren't rude to me. Okay? Right. It wasn't rude. I mean, if you're rude... Yeah, I'm, the date would I, I might have reconsidered uh, following through with the marriage proposal, but you weren't right. rude about it. You're just like, no, I got this. You know, it's like, okay. You know, because I don't, I never want to hinder or or stifle you. Okay. And I, I appreciate that. I, but when I see you struggling, I do want to come in and help you. Okay. Okay. And so uh, I would say to the men, I would say, that's something that you need to pay attention. Okay. Let, let your woman... Uh, sore, right? But you want to make sure that if she's about to fall out of the sky, that you're there to catch her. So that's something that a husband has to learn that fine balance between her struggling and her soaring. Like where, right? Where is that? There's been times when I've <laughs> I've given you a lot of leeway with with let's say your family because. Uh, they were not on the same page right. uh, as believing as you were. Uh, but I thought, hey, yeah, she can be a witness to them. Right. Well, at the point where it got emotionally too much for you, right. I said, that's enough. Right. Okay. I saw you falling. I said, that's enough. Right. You're not going to do that anymore. Right. Okay. And I was fine with that. I, I appreciated the fact that you allowed me to use my brain, use my opinion, what I think. Really, you're trusting me. Okay. Right. That is safely trusting in you. Right. You know, that's just like, I get a good woman here. And, and but then here's the flip side. I was able. So point number one was I, I fell in the in the little river there. Right. What was the next one? Uh, next one. Now we're newly married six months into the marriage and I'm having surgery on my cervix for precancer cells. And I come out of surgery. Yes. <laughs> this is funny. <laughs> and... The nurse is like, oh, you don't look so good, honey. Why don't you just lay and rest? And I'm like, I'm getting out of here. You know, we're done here. The surgery's over. I got places to go. And, you know, it's an outpatient surgery. Right. It's not something I don't need to stay in bed this long. And as a husband, I'm like, hey, I want to make sure that my bride is right. doing okay. Right. You know, and I'm not, I'm not going to say, hey. Get up and let's get moving. <laughs> right, right. You're not pushing me to recover faster than, you know, what I think. Right. Okay. And I'm like, oh, no, no, I'm, I'm fine. And then you say, because, I, I mean, you guys could clearly see me. I, I guess I don't look that hot. Right. And you're like, you sure you don't need a, <laughs> a bucket to, like, throw up in? And I'm thinking, in my mind, I'm thinking, what an absurd statement. Like, why Why would somebody ask me, do I need a bucket to throw up? Like, I'm not going to throw up. Okay, this hadn't even crossed my mind. Literally, <laughs> no more than five seconds later, right after you make that statement, I go to get out of bed and you're standing by my side to help me get up and I throw up all over your shoes. So you were able to see something that I couldn't see. Were those my expensive shoes? I think they were, you know, our wedding <laughs> shoes or something. But anyways, it was just like, yeah, that was really humiliating for me to be so weak. Okay, so falling in the river, I, I didn't pass the mark there. I couldn't step over the stone without falling in. There's two things. There's one more, right? I, And I can't remember the third one because I'm like... I'll tell you the third one. Okay. Now, I don't know if we were married 
or not. I think prob no, probably not. But we went to an event uh, down no. downtown LA at Skid Row. <laughs> yes. And and we were at We weren't married yet. We weren't married yet, but we were at uh, an event where the mission gives away free school supplies to homeless people, the kids, the homeless uh-huh. kids and that sort of thing. And you're in the back of the truck and there's a big old stack of binders. What's well, a pallet? Uh, well, it wasn't a whole pallet though. A pallet's like four by four. Well, yes, but they were all stacked up. Right. You know. And you're, we need to bring these out. And you're, you're in there getting these. I said, do you need me to help I'm you on a, a I'm on a flatbed truck pulling out like these huge, I don't know how many was on there, like at least a hundred. Right. I'm thinking, I, got, I work out, and I think I even said that to you. You're like, you need some help? And I'm like, I totally disgusted. Psh, I don't need any help. So this was in October. We started dating in, in September, probably went on the hike late September, and I fall in the river. Okay. Right. Now it's late October, and it's the binders. And I'm like, and you're like, can I help you with that? I'm like, I don't need no help. I work out. And I go to lift them up. <laughs> that was hilarious. And? It, I, and, and by the way, you're you're probably three or four feet up off the ground on on this truck. Oh yeah, right? you're you're on the ground, and I'm I'm and, above you. And you had this this whole thing, and and you just dumped the whole thing. It was like it was weighed like five hundred pounds or something. <laughs> the, it, I mean, I felt ridiculous because not only could I not lift it, I couldn't even hold it. I mean, it's like it just again. I was like pressing 500 pounds and the binders went everywhere they flew out because they weren't like sealed so you have all these binders all over the place that it's like oh well look at me you know i just made a mess so yeah within about an eight month period it was one weaker vessel moment after another right and And a lot of those they're physical uh examples but still it, it crosses over into all areas of the marriage in in that the wife has to be able to trust her husband and the husband has to be able to trust his wife. Okay. That look, some things, uh, yeah, some things, I mean, you're super capable of doing, but still I've been designed to get kicked in the head. You haven't. Right. Okay. So if I've been designed to get kicked in the head and get back up, then I should take the weight of, of virtually everything that we have going on which is why the husband is supposed to be the leader in the first place. Well, if she can learn to step back, it's for a, her own benefit. It's not just, it's not God slamming a woman. It's God protecting a woman. And it's God, I think it's God's way of helping a woman feel cherished by her husband. And those were all, that was an area where I had no understanding of. Absolutely no understanding. Sure, you date, you fall in love, everything's wonderful. But to continue on to have this thriving, happy, loving marriage, you know, to have you come along my side and say, here, let me help you. I I don't know how often I like turn down your help now. Right. You know, it's not something that I do on a regular basis. Well, that... and on the other, other side of it, I, I want the guys and gals to understand there's a difference between leadership and rulership. Yeah. Okay. And, and I can't go into that a lot, but... A, if you have a husband who's a ruler, or if guys, if you're a ruler, it's the wrong role. A ruler just sits there and tells you what to do and, and treats you poorly. Right. That's what a ruler does. Right. Not, a leader gets in front and leads. Yeah. So A if ruler you're... is in back 
giving direction. Yeah. So if you're a wife listening to this and you're like, oh, that's my husband, my husband's a ruler, you need to learn to set boundaries. So that's what I'm going to say about that. And we're going to move on. So okay. number four is shift your perspective from being an independent woman to a trustworthy wife, because that's, you have to start making that shift. You know, you want your husband to trust you and he wants you to trust him. And one of the things that you could start doing is, um, how can I help you today? That's one question. And when he says it or when he has these ideas, you could just cheer him on. That sounds like a great idea because you're building up his leadership in all of that. So one way to step back and follow your husband is to build him as a leader. Okay. So what were those two phrases again? Because we've used them before. How can I help you today? Okay. And, and then the other one is that sounds like a great idea. Okay. Being that is, supportive wife. This is coming from the wife. Right. Okay. Right. So if, if, if your husband has issue with you as a wife, if you just learn those two things, uh, how can I help you today? And honey, that sounds like a great idea. Right. You will build that man up and he'll start trusting in you. Yeah. Yeah. Again, if you have a controlling husband, boundaries need to be in place because... Right over my dead body would I be like you know <laughs> I I I don't you know you call me the wife whisperer from yep. time to time yep and I had said to a couple that we were doing some coaching with it's just like I don't raise doormats okay I raise up biblical wives I encourage and mentor biblical wives you know there's no I don't encourage the wife to be a doormat Eric doesn't encourage the husband to be a doormat. And I say the only doormat that should be at your home is the one at the front door. That's it. Okay. There, there, there is no such thing as a biblical doormat wife. And, and it says, welcome. Jesus lives here. <laughs> right. You know, so boundaries are imperative. If you have a ruler of a husband, um, if, if you're a wife whose husband's not leading, stay tuned because we're going to do a whole series on that. So here's number five. I love number five. Here it is. Wait for it. Girl, God has not placed you in charge. So learn to let go. Learn to let go. This is this one's near and dear to you because you have even vocalized this throughout the 21 years that we've been yeah. married in that you will walk through the house when you're considering something and say it out loud. Mm -hmm. Let it go. Let it go. Well, and it's funny because I started doing that long before the movie frozen came out because that movie plays the song let it go let oh, it go i never even saw that yeah movie. no well we didn't have girls the kids were grown right by this point and so but if you can learn that god didn't place you in that god appointed position yeah wow you could exhale you know you you could be kind of freed from huge responsibilities because the more responsibilities that a wife puts on her shoulder, the less she's going to feel good about just everything she's got to do. Okay. So quickly, I want to give a, I want to give a formula for a nasty wife. Okay. Okay. That's, that sounds. I understand it sounds, but here's, here's what it is. And this is for the guys. You want a nasty wife? Force her to work. Uh, expect her to take care of the kids. Expect her to take care of the home and expect her to take care of you, okay? Because she is a weaker vessel and you've placed all this stuff on her. So and four ways a, a husband could create a nasty wife? Right. Yeah. Right. That's the formula, okay? And, and so many guys, I want to tell you, step up, man up, okay? Because it's not her role to do all that stuff. No. Okay? 
Uh, number one, it's your role to provide for the family. And if you say you can't do that, God says you can. Okay, so if it's hard, I get it. Life is hard. And we all make choices. And you can make the choice of protecting your relationship uh, over uh, your pocketbook. And, and that's just short. But, uh, you know, it's just when you talk about gals having all this weight on them. Okay, that just brought that to mind is that. Sometimes the husband puts that weight on him, but sure. sometimes the wife puts that weight okay. on him. E- either way, yeah, she can she can create her, her own nasty. What right? Or she... or they do it mutually, and it's just like, hey, I want you to see what the scriptures say, because if you could look at the scriptures and be very focused, laser focused, and say, you know, hun, this is your lane. I'm gonna let you run free, and you run in that lane, and I'm gonna run in my own lane. But then you kind of look over at each other and you say, how you doing? How you doing, babe? How you doing in that lane? Do you need any help in that lane? Right. You know, because here's what the scripture says, Ecclesiastes 4.12, a person could stand alone, can be attacked and defeated, but two could stand back to back and conquer. Three or even better for a triple braided cord is not easily broken. So you have this Christian marriage that makes sure you guys are each running in your own lanes. Okay. God has not placed the wife in charge. So let just let stuff go. And you're going to say, hey, but things aren't getting done. What gets done is what God wants to get done, and maybe God is having to work in you as a wife to build up that leadership, or maybe the husband needs to see it in a different way and not in a nagging way, or maybe right. he's listening. Well, maybe he's it, listening now. Maybe the Holy Spirit's convicting him. Right, and, and in the role of what we're talking about with Claire, okay, she's used to taking on everything. Yeah. Claire, you, you should be able to relax a little bit because two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. I mean, God has bless you with a marriage so you don't have to go out and do everything you did when you're on your own she's been waiting 48 years for this right, blessing right so the power struggle because she used the term power struggle and it's just like but what what are you struggling over because there should be no power struggle you're one flesh and again you should be helping him and he should be helping you right and and they should be able to say hey these are the areas that i'm going to take care of right these are the areas that you're going to take care of we shouldn't have any power struggle. Right. Okay. Right. And if you come into my area, I will gently say, hey, I, I can handle that. Let me let me, let right. me do that. And you get back into your area and that's fine. Yeah. You've come into my area a few times and I've gently said stuff and you still didn't listen. And then my boys rebuked you. And I thought, that's really interesting. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know, I mean, my teenage son said, daddy, if mommy went into the garage and started rearranging your tools, you wouldn't be happy with it. So you shouldn't be coming in the kitchen doing this. And I thought, you know, because I do all the cooking. Right. You know, this is not a shared kitchen. This is my kitchen, my rules type of. Right. You and know, I manage that area. Right. I get it. You manage the garage. Knock yourself out. You know, run free as a bird and put wherever you want to put your stuff. You know, micromanaging doesn't do well in marriage. Well, micromanaging comes from a ruler. Or or a controlling wife. Right. So if you're micromanaging as a wife or a husband and there's a lot of contention, that's the the roles are blurred. The responsibilities are blurred. So you got to clean that up a little bit. If she wants to let him lead, all she has to do is say, hey, hon. What direction would you like to like us to go? Right. And he'll say, I mean, he might be totally surprised. Totally surprised. But that, again, that's a whole, that's right. a long series. Right. So that, that'll be coming up pretty much next, unless there's a lot of response from the, from uh, this podcast series that, you know, the okay. short series. So. so is that all your points? Those are all my points. Excellent.
Until next time. I'm Eric Engel. And I'm Jolene Engel. And you can find us at jolenengel.com. Until then, embrace your choice.